0: Welcome to Wealthy Muslim Woman Podcast, a resource for Muslim women to learn about money, how to create it, grow it, and to protect it. Money is easy. All that's needed is the right mindset. I'm your host, Dr. Saima Ali, with life coaching tools to truly help you create wealth in all areas of your life. Hello friends, how have you been? I hope everybody has been great and thriving through 2021. A new year, new decade. And what's most amazing is that the vaccine is here. How awesome is that? As of today, most of my family members have been able to get the vaccine which feels pretty amazing. My grandmother in Pakistan got the Chinese vaccine. My parents and my sister in Brooklyn got the Moderna. My husband and I got Moderna very early on, being healthcare workers back in December and January. And I just read today that either the Pfizer or the Moderna got approved for adolescents at the age of 12 to 15, And hopefully soon, we will have vaccine for six months and above. There's a lot of trials going on for that. So hopefully, it'll get approval soon. I've been MIA because of the delivery. I was pregnant. I had my baby, my third baby. And it's been a little rough patch because we ended up getting corona at the end of december it was so crazy i had already received the email to schedule my vaccine being a physician and a week before we ended up testing positive for corona i thought it was my husband who brought it home so i almost almost killed him but he survived and we're all doing okay and it was literally 10 days before i had my baby so i was just So worried about all the complications and everything that could go wrong. And uh, since then, we did get the vaccine as well. And with the vaccine, I had a pretty significant side effect. I think those who've had corona get more side effects than uh, those who have not because your immune system has already seen something similar to this before. So it has a, a strong reaction to it. So that was another couple of days that were taken away. And now I am back at work, working three days a week, which has been an amazing change, getting to see adult people and just being outside and away from home. It has been really good. Anyways, I thought we'll start with the podcast again as well. And for the first episode, we will talk about cryptocurrencies. The digital asset market has been grow- going crazy. The Bitcoin went up from five, six thousand dollars to over sixty thousand dollars over the last couple of months now it is a very volatile market but i don't think it's something that we should ignore or not discuss and maybe uh invest in so i really wanted to learn more about it as you know i am very conservative with my investments i like to keep my money in the mutual funds or etfs and see how it grows but i do like to put some money in assets that may do well or may not do well at all. So since I'm not very educated, since I'm not very familiar with the cryptocurrency market or digital assets market, I reached out to a friend. So I spoke with Aisha Kiani. We actually went to college together. And when we got back in touch recently, she told me how she was working with cryptocurrencies. So she is actually a VP as a business development at Ledge Prime, which is a head fund mostly focusing on digital assets. But not only that, she is also teaching at NYU Tendon School of Engineering as an adjunct professor, and she is teaching courses on blockchain and the distributed ledger technology which all sounds like a foreign language to me. So I asked her very, very basic questions. I really asked her to explain the whole cryptocurrency thing at a very basic third grade level person. And hopefully it all makes sense to you as well. I really enjoyed this talk. And I think I'll ask her if she could do another talk for us, either as a live on Facebook or another podcast. So whatever questions come up after listening to this, please let me know what they are and I'll try to get her back. So I'll stop talking now and I'll tune in to the talk that we did just recently on cryptocurrencies. So I'll start by, you know, so I said like I've known you since you know college. So thank you so much for doing this. Can you tell us a little bit about your job and what you do and how you are involved with the cryptocurrencies?
1: Sure. So uh, I work at Logic Prime. We are a quantitative hedge fund, uh, just like traditional hedge funds. You know, there are hedge funds in cryptocurrencies also that only strictly trade these digital assets. Uh, prior to this, I was at Republic, which is an angelist company. But overall, I've been in this blockchain landscape past five years or so, and it really took off it was taking off when i joined so between 2015 to 2016 that's when companies had started to put their minds together and you know seeing that what can they do about it bitcoin came into being like for 2009 that's what, that's when the first block was launched but ethereum which is actually the reason behind the entire crypto movement came around in 2015 or so. So that's when you know all of these companies started coming into play, raising capital, working on Web3 solutions. But for the fund, we invest, we trade these digital assets. But aside from that, I also teach at NYU Tandon, which is the School of Engineering, Blockchain and DLT. DLT stands for Distributed Ledger Technology. And it's a permanent course now. I just started last year. They've made it permanent. And in a few months or so, along with a few departments, we will be pushing out more academic research on this topic.
0: Wow, that's very impressive. I didn't know it had advanced so much where there are multiple companies now involved and even being taught at a university like NYU as the next thing. That's
1: pretty funny. So I was yay. Yeah, so I so I was the first person to do it at NYU Tandon Stern teaches a business levels course along with law school why smart contracts could become the law but MIT Berkeley and Stanford has been at it since 2018 2019. Exactly. So we yeah so we we we're, we're, we're still getting to it and I mean, you know, I, I would touch upon this today too. It's a one trillion dollar market at this point. As I mentioned, only on like two or three hundred thousand professionals. So and they all are heads down developing, trading, working, building solutions. So yep, it's 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 been growing exponentially, but we don't make as much noise as
0: like other industries, I guess. <laughs> Maybe you don't need to, the way it's going. <laughs> I know, I, yeah,
1: exactly. <laughs> yeah, so, we're, yeah, we're just going to keep our heads down, stay mm-hmm. at it, and just work and work and work.
0: Yeah. Is your company also behind uh, the wallet that's out there for crypto? Sales? No, Ledger, okay, no. Ledger. Okay, no. that's different.
1: That's, that's, okay. that's something separate, yeah.
0: Okay, and uh, what is the requirement for investing with your hedge fund if somebody wanted to? start there
1: so i mean it, it basically first of all we like our lps to have an understanding of crypto because it's a very volatile asset so you could just lose everything tomorrow like any traditional okay. asset mm-hmm. but there is a minimum lp requirement and that's basically about it the fact that we are still a smaller fund as compared to like Pantera or Galaxy, which are bigger than us, we kind of have developed a relationship with our LPs. Mm-hmm. So that's why, you know, we like to get involved with people that are very passionate about it or, you know, would want us to take a uh, risk with their portfolios.
0: Yeah. What does LP stand for? I'm like totally new to LP uh, Limited Partners. Okay. Okay. So somebody who wants to start investing. Invest, invest in a fund. fund. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. Okay. So I am totally new to this cryptocurrency like most people. So can you tell us what exactly is cryptocurrency and all these different types at a really basic level?
1: So the way we have... The way we have for USD, which is paper money, Mm -hmm. like we see, you know, the joke is the printer keeps on printing, especially Mm -hmm. these days. Cryptocurrency is going to be a digital currency. It's a digital currency. Mm -hmm. So you and I don't get to physically hold it, but I can purchase things from it. I can trade it. I can trade it for other assets. So it's a It's just the next form of currency at this point, like going digital.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I feel like even the regular money that we used to have, we're kind of switched over to digital platform anyway. Like we don't really use, you know, paper money these days. And it's mostly like showing your phone, like scanning your phone when you're checking out at a grocery store or even with the credit cards and even when making purchases online. But I guess one thing is that the currency that we are using is by a certain government, backed by, let's say, U.S. government for the U.S. dollar. So, is the, who is the owner or behind the cryptocurrencies? How do we? I guess how is it protected or how is it generated? And
1: so it varies from crypto to crypto. Right now, there are about seven thousand coins. Bitcoin is is independent right like the person or the group we think it's a group like it's it's, it's a bunch of academics that decided to get together and issue it, mm-hmm. it was started by an anonymous person called satoshi nakamoto mm-hmm. and he kind of laid the framework for everyone so then vitalik uh came around and he said vitalik is behind ethereum mm-hmm. and he said that Oh, but we could make this a programmable language. So that's why Ethereum is not trying to be a currency, but more like a web development platform, Web3 mm-hmm. platform, I would say. So it varies from each currency to currency to currency on who owns it and who runs it. But the ultimate authority is the foundation you know, that sits on even top of the founding company. And then the other thing is like, if you look really deep into these projects and these crypto, once they're launched and trading on exchanges, then it's people like you and me and like anyone who's trading it, owning it and then Mm -hmm. calling shots on it. Mm -hmm. So it's then that that's what it makes completely decentralized because even foundations don't get to have that much you know in in you know they don't even hold that many tokens mm-hmm. so once it's launched and up and running and it's been around because the entire so there are two reasons behind you know this movement at this point one is yeah to you know to be the framework for a digital currency mm-hmm. and then the biggest one is web3 So that's something that normal people don't talk about, but that's something that we're, you know, the market actually, what really market wants. So the 7,000 currencies that you see on coin market cap, they're not trying to be a US dollar. They're Mm -hmm. just trying to be a currency with their own ecosystem. So that's like, that's literally a tech, topic that you know we could probably get into like six months from now. Mm -hmm. But for everyday purposes, we only see stable coins like USDC, BUSD, Tether being as functional as, you know, dollar at this Mm
0: -hmm. point. And and these are being used as currency in some way or another. I've heard of people paying even gas with their crypto or with their... their
1: yeah, yeah, cash. yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, if you go... So US is really behind at this, mm-hmm. but Fed Reserve recently appointed CIO who went from TD Ameritrade. We all are very much friends, uh, Sunaina Tateja. Mm-hmm. So her job is to start a digital dollar. So US is behind. However, if you get out of US, if you just like walk around in Amsterdam, mm-hmm. you will see small businesses accepting Bitcoin at this point. Mm-hmm. And China has already issued digital one for internal purposes. And our like our entire trading and investing ecosystem is on done on stable coins, like is done on cryptocurrencies. So and like I mentioned, it's a one trillion dollar market at this point. Wow. So it is used; it is being thoroughly used. But the shift from USD to digital completely is in process, and US is behind it. Probably even Iran, Venezuela, Malaysia will launch their centralized tokens first, then US at this point.
0: Wow. So how does one go about using it as money? So I have coin, Pro Coinbase account and let's say I have some Bitcoin there. And if I wanted to go out today and do some shopping at a place that accepts it, how do I transfer it to them? Is there a different app for it? No,
1: you can just get their address, ask Uh them what's the address that you would like to send your Bitcoin to Uh for whatever copy that you're buying or gas, and they'll give you an address and you can transfer it.
0: Wow, directly from my Coinbase account.
1: Yeah, and then let me tell you something, Mm -hmm. not particularly Coinbase, but there are projects like BlockFi, for instance, that are working on BTC credit cards. So Mm. if you because if you hold these crypto assets you may as well just get a credit card that you can pay you know things out of and then transact on that credit card completely on chain so mm-hmm. that's also up and coming i would say in about five months or so so mm-hmm. you'll see so you'll start seeing crypto credit cards as well
0: wow yeah i really think this might be the future that we are headed to it's kind of like oh yeah, yeah. it is it is it is. <laughs> yeah it's oh, yeah. kind of like when civilization switched from you know trading goods and gold and silver over to paper that doesn't really have any value in itself but we all decided to give value and this is kind of what the society is heading towards as uh yeah. in the future yeah yeah, yeah.
1: You're, you're you're right about
0: that <laughs> yeah and so but there's a lot of cryptocurrencies even if you look at the stock market there's really less than 3000 companies that are trading on stock market but to have over 7000 coins and probably more are coming how would you restrain or how would you go about buying something or investing in something like would you pick a couple of them and how would you know which ones to pick
1: So um, if you're just investing, investing purposes, Mm -hmm. just if you just want your capital to sit on something, Mm -hmm. I would just look at top 10. Okay. Top 10 because they have the market cap. They have some sort of validity behind it, like funds are trading them, you know, funds are holding them. That's top 10. But if you're trying to speculate the market and if you're trying to learn more about the landscape and you're if you're betting on projects, then others could follow. But just for sheer investing purposes, that's why Robinhood, PayPal and, um, you know, a couple of others that are supporting crypto assets at this point only has like Bitcoin, ETH, like Litecoin, Bcash. You know, just the cousins on top, because those are the only I wouldn't say worth investing, but those are the safe investments uh, at this point.
0: OK, and I think that was my next next question, where to buy it from. I think when I back when I started looking at them, there was only one or two brokerages for Bitcoin, but now or for cryptos. But now there's so many. So PayPal, you're able to buy it on PayPal, Robinhood, anything else?
1: Gemini binance.us US, but that only works if you're outside of New York, and Coinbase. Okay. And if it's my own personal money, trust me when I say this. I do not even trust any anything beside Gemini or Coinbase Pro. Okay. Okay. I highly, highly, highly recommend them. I know there's Kraken. I know there's Bitrex. I and then, like I said, this market is a lot bigger outside of us mm-hmm. so you know you have finance you have holby you have bitmex you have thousands and thousands of exchanges mm-hmm. but personally gemini and coinbase pro are the ones that i highly recommend
0: okay and then what are these wallets and do you recommend getting those and how complicated are those to use
1: so if it's a hard wallet like you know you mentioned ledger there's Taser, there's there's a couple of those i personally won't recommend them because if you lose the key then you're done you're done for life there's no way to hack that out hmm. so it all depends on the size of your investment if you you know let's say you have you've invested 10 to 20000 in crypto Mm -hmm. leave it on the exchange you know what just like set up a 2fa set up a strong password leave it on your exchange but if you if it's higher than that then coinbase and gemini both actually offer custody so you can custody it with them that's the other thing and if that's something that you're not even comfortable with then hard wallet, yeah, it's a solution, but just make sure that, you know, you've written that password at least like multiple times and, you know, it's around your house, you know, in multiple ways because there's no way to crack these hard wallets.
0: Mm-hmm. And the key is a uh, digital code, basically something that you would be entering on your computer. Yeah, it's like a twenty
1: twenty five 25 word deep phrase.
0: Okay, and is custody same as FDIC insurance? I know, I know, Coinbase has that, right? It's a FDIC insured. What what is custody? It's working on
1: it. It's working on it. So if uh, oh, Coinbase they don't is have working it yet. on it, no, because okay. it's tricky. It's uh, the, the the I mean. Providing insurance to crypto is extremely tricky because no one, like no, there's no owner, right? Like you're Mm -hmm. the owner, I'm the owner. So there's Mm -hmm. no centralized owner. There's no Federal Reserve Bank of uh, Mm -hmm. crypto. So, but custody basically means that here's my 10 Bitcoins Mm -hmm. and I'm putting it in the custody, which is their hard wallet or their soft wallet, whatever Coinbase Mm -hmm. uh, uses, Coinbase uses a lot of hard wallets. Um, and then I would lock it up for six months. Mm-hmm. And after six months, I would want to just take them out. Just like a traditional okay. bank. Like just the right. way a bank offers custody yeah. to your assets. These guys are doing the same way.
0: Right. right. Kind of like the CD, certified deposits with the banks. So it's there you go. And, yeah. yeah. Lending money to a bank. Yeah. And Okay. Interesting. Yeah. And... So, so how safe is it to invest in cryptocurrencies? And is it the same investment guidelines that you would use for let's say stock market or other investments, or you got to take more precautions with crypto?
1: So, if you're if you're if you're investing on like you know like I said Coinbase, Gemini, and whatnot, like mm-hmm. just, these U.S. exchanges, yeah, the entire buying and selling process is extremely safe. But if you're talking about the mechanics of it, then these are volatile assets. But these days, I mean, even traditional markets are volatile, like tech stocks are like all over the place. Mm -hmm. You know, SPACs are like all over the place, uh, bonds particularly. So they're a bit more volatile than that i think we've crossed the threshold where people invested and lost all of the money and then gained all of the money back right now it's like people investing the money growing slowly slowly because we're in a bull market and just letting it grow or cashing out so i think we've 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 gone over the we've gone over the phase where you just invest and you forget because you lost that money
0: hmm. Yes. And another term that I hear a lot with cryptos is blockchain. What is blockchain?
1: So cryptocurrencies are built on blockchain. That's the tech behind it. It's not like your AWS tech. It's not like regular programmable language tech. The tech behind this is called blockchain.
0: Mm -hmm. Okay. That's, that's been really helpful. Thank you so much. But could you just like summarize? Let's say if somebody's coming up right now and they want to start investing in cryptocurrencies, what would you be your suggestion to a beginner? Where to go to look up information or where to start?
1: So, first of all, these days, New York Times and Wall Street Journal and Financial Times and even CNBC are doing all of the homework for us. Mm-hmm. So, we don't, we don't, you know, we're like at a pretty decent spot that way. But if you're really, really trying to uh, dig deep, uh, I've shared the link with you. But CoinMarketCap.com, uh, that lists all of the like all of the currencies and whatever they're working on uh, and their market cap, their pricing of what's it's trading at. Uh, That's if you're really trying to take a deep dive into it. Otherwise, if you're just investing and if you just want to safely invest, uh, then look into what Robinhood or PayPal offers. Just, you know, invest in those tokens. But once you start deep diving, there's a lot, like a lot of resources, like on crypto, like on Twitter, basically. Then we have Masari, we have... Block crypto, uh, we have Coindesk. Uh, there's a lot of publications, but those are uh, for internal crypto purposes once you've kind of like mm-hmm. gone over, um, you know, across the bridge. But even just following on CNBC, because uh, we have our friends often on CNBC talking about Bitcoin. So that gives like a good market exposure on where this market is headed
0: hmm. and talking about bitcoin you think it's going to continue to climb as it has if somebody has assets would you recommend them looking into bitcoin aiming for investment now at a high price um
1: i so um, investment rule like my investment rule is like and this is something i even tell my husband right like mm-hmm. only invest what you can lose. Right. So it, it it just goes for everything. But as far as Bitcoin goes, particularly the thing is that so this year, uh it's important to know that the reason Bitcoin got got its publicity like from the same people that you know they were shitting at, like for instance JP Morgan, you know, he was trying to short the market back in twenty eighteen or so. But now they're looking into issuing a JP coin custodying these assets and whatnot the reason it's gotten the attention especially during pandemic was because everyone realized that look fed can keep on printing money over and over again but crypto once you've set up the algorithm that it's only one million tokens then it's only one million tokens mm-hmm. so you know these guys are up to something so first it became a hedge against inflation because there's only there's only going to be 21 million Bitcoin in the on the world. Yeah. You there, there's no way of changing it. Mm-hmm. So it became a hedge against inflation. Then other funds were driven to it because it's extremely volatile and it's still inefficient. When I say inefficient, it's still a 10-year-old market at this point. Mm-hmm. It's it's not old there's and most of the market growth has happened in past 5 years so that's when funds got really really involved and then everyone just wanted to you know be cool and hold it but the prime reason was that probably bitcoin is going to give them a higher return if us reopens and which it has started to and which we've started seeing like you know the fear of inflation you know the looming growth curve, so that's why it has gone to the price where it's going to. And then the other thing is that, like traditional markets, we have BTC and ETH derivatives also, and CME trades them. So that also gives a lot of institutions exposure. You know to you know these assets.
0: Uh, thank you so much it's still a very new thing and new language to learn but i agree that the rules of investments are i guess kind of same you have to be comfortable with losing your money if um if you're investing so that's really helpful exactly like i
1: mean just don't lose faith have faith but yeah keep it in mind that you know even most promising etfs have been taking a nosedive these days. So, I mean, this is still very much
0: new. Right. Thank you. Any other words of wisdom? (laughs) I don't have. (laughs) I am, uh,
1: nothing really. I mean, if anyone has any questions for, uh, you know, out of your group, they can just like reach out to me and I can guide them. But one thing I won't suggest, like, and this is something that I've replied over and over again, No particular coin is better than the other ones. You know, they all are just trying to solve for different solutions. So if your friend told you about Cardano or something else, it doesn't mean that they're better than Bitcoin or anything. It's just that, you know, it's different. So before investing, just look into on how different it is. And then again, if you
0: can afford to lose money in it. Thank you so much for your time. And I'll definitely be reaching out again. I'm sure more questions will pop up and maybe we can do this again some other time.
1: Sounds good. Thank you so much. Give my love to your kids. And hopefully, hopefully I will see, see you once all of this like ends, like once we put the pandemic behind us.
0: Oh, yes, definitely. I can't wait for that. Hopefully with the vaccine coming out, hopefully we'll have better times in the summer or by the end of this year
1: yeah i'll take care saima i'll speak to you soon
0: you too Bye. bye